Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gotham Sports Machine. I'm your host, Jack Healy, and today we're going to talk some New York football with my co-host, Mark Healy, and our guest today, George Kurtz. He's an analyst at SportsGrid, RotoWire, and a member of the Fantasy Sports Writers Association. How are you doing today, George? Doing well, guys. Doing well this cold Friday here. We got, what, 12 days till NFL free agency, and then the fun really begins. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lots to talk about, George. Uh, hope you're well, and uh, let's get right to it. Uh, Jack, where do you want to go first? I think we should start with the, uh, I mean, we got the NFL Combine going on right now. It's just, it, it, the season ended not, not so long ago, about a few weeks ago, and already we're, we're back with the Combine and the draft pipe. It, it really seems like the NFL season never stops. Uh, of course, we can't see them play, but There'll always be a hype around the NFL season. And this NFL draft, if, if you haven't caught any of the combine yet, it's looking like it's going to be a very interesting and a very talented one. The Giants and Jet fans, they should be very excited. They both got two picks in the top 10. Things in New York are going to be very, very, I think it's going to be tense too. Because if they don't hit on these draft picks, the future of both teams could really get messed up. So I'm going to start off asking George, do you think that these teams should be prioritizing the offensive line first or the defensive line first with their, with their first pick? You think it's more important? Like, I would say that the ends are, are better, but the tackle talent is still there, and it's a big need for both the Giants and the Jets. So where do you, where do you, think, where do you think these teams should go? You can make a pretty good argument that after quarterback, that the most important part of your, of your team other lines, right? Uh, the big uglies, uh, big uh, as Bill Parcells would call them. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm right there with that thing. Yeah, if you don't have an offensive line with the Giants that seem to have proven year after year, you can't protect your quarterback, nothing else is going to work. And nothing else is going to work. Yeah, so you need those lines. And, of course, in today's NFL, where it's all geared towards the passing game, if you don't have somebody to get to the quarterback, well, that's going to be a problem as well here. So, yeah, I think both teams need to look at that. That being said, Jets draft 4-10, and 10, Giants 5-7. and seven. Uh, this is not a quarterback-heavy draft at all. Jets have their quarterback anyway. Giants, uh, I doubt they do. You know, Daniel Dines is really Daniel Penny's. Uh, the problem is this is not a good quarterback draft. Do the Giants want to go for that seventh pick on a picket who, uh, let's face it, you mentioned the NFL Combine. The big story now is he has small hands. He has only 8.5-inch hands. He can't throw the football, uh, that sort of thing. Although Joe Burrow had the great line uh, tweeted out yesterday that, uh, oh, I guess I have to retire because my hands are only 9-inch. Uh, so it is what it is as far as that's concerned. The NFL football is bigger than the college football, but not immensely bigger. It's just a little bit. So uh, I don't think the Giants are uh, – so you don't think the Jets. I don't think the Giants are going to go quarterback, not via the draft. So, yeah, I do expect the Giants definitely to uh, work on that line, maybe both lines as far as offense and defense. But one of the things uh, that people – I guess I don't want to say Jones apologists – but people who support Jones, well, he's never had an offensive line. He gets no protection. So he drops back. He's under pressure. There is some truth to that. So I think uh, DeVoe may want to, assuming he does believe in Jones, which I have, once again, I have my doubts here. I think he's just stuck with Jones for this year, and they'll work on a quarterback after next year. But if he does, he realizes, I got to fix the line. So I do expect the Giants with at least one of their uh, two picks to go for an offensive lineman. You know, as far as the Jets are concerned, they pick fourth. That Giants a fifth. I'm also a BPA guy. Best player available. I, you know, if it's close, yeah, I want the line. Right now, I'm looking at Mel Kuyper's mock draft. He has the Jets taking Kyle Hamilton. Oh, I understand, uh, you know, really good safety, maybe even a great safety. But didn't the Jets just go through this with Jamal Adams? You know, high draft pick on the safety. 
good. It doesn't make the kind of impact that uh, these teams want. The Jets didn't seem to care. They, don't, they didn't want to pay the safety, no matter how good he was. So I don't think the Jets are going safety at four. I would be surprised. I think the Jets might, you could say, double down, not triple down on another lineman. What do we think about Beckton? Does this guy want to play football? Right? He doesn't seem like he's in any big rush to come back next season. And you got to get got to get Zach Wilson some uh, support here. And part of that support is on the offensive line. I do expect both teams to spend at least one of their, well, I should say at least, one of their first-round picks, top ten picks on offensive linemen. And it wouldn't surprise me if that other pick is on the defensive line. So, George, you know, with the Giants specifically, uh, they're looking at, you know, I don't think Nate Solder is ever going to play another down for them. And it looks like, you know, Andrew Thomas, you know, bounced back after a disastrous rookie season and really uh, improved almost game by game last year. So it looks like right tackle uh, is, is, a, is a place where they could go. But here's a guy that some people have looked at as, as a difference maker at the center position, and that is Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. And he's a guy that could really cement uh, you know, your offensive line. Uh, and it's, I don't think it's a reach to take him uh, where the Giants are picking first at five. So what do you think about Tyler Linderbaum and, and, and solidifying that center position and how important is it for the Giants to address uh, center? Uh, there's no chance Linderbaum's going at five. I doubt he's going top 10. He is really good, but you, you don't take centers top 10. You're taking your tackles first. So uh, if the Giants wanted him, and I wouldn't, the Giants could certainly use him. He'd be good. He'd be good on any team, by the way. Uh, but I think the Giants then would try and trade down a little bit from ten. You know, try, I'm sorry, from seven uh, to maybe get in the twelve, early teens, to see if they could pick him up. Then that's what I think the Giants would do. I don't think they'll take him at five and seven. Could I see the Jets taking him at ten? That's more interesting. You know, I don't. Once again, I don't think they would do it. I could also see these two teams sort of playing it up and go, "Oh, you want him? Okay, trade up for him." We want the picks. I mean, they may be thinking, you know, more picks is uh, better for us than taking, uh, you know, the center at 10, take at 12, they do trade down. I can see that working as well. But I think the Jets, if I had to pick one of these two teams, which one might take the center? Uh, he is the top center in the Jets, one of the better offensive linemen. I would think it would be the Jets. I don't – I would be shocked if the Giants spend pick five or seven at a center. I would probably even be surprised. Not shocked, but surprised if the Jets do it at 10. Centers generally, historically, do not go all that high in the draft. Uh, they are important to the line. You know, they call the signals and everything else, and you know, it's, it's a very heady position here. But uh, generally, you're looking for your right tackles and certainly your left tackles first before you get the center. So I don't think uh, – as much as I like the player, and listen, I'm a Cowboy fan, I am, uh, there's a shot that I wouldn't be shocked if he's available to Dallas in the low 20s. I think Dallas drafts 24 offhand. I would love for the Cowboys to get it, but I don't think he's going to last that long. I expect him to go somewhere in the 14 to 19 range. And Creed Humphrey last year was regarded as one of the top linemen in the draft. Yeah, he had his injuries and issues, but we, we saw how that worked out for Kansas City. They got one of the best rookies drafting drafting that guy. And I agree. I, I if At five, I feel like both teams are going to be looking for that Kayvon Thibodeau, that Aiden Hutchinson. Hopefully they fall. And if they don't, I feel like they, they lock up a tackle. This, this draft is way too defensive and offensive tackle heavy to not be taking those guys top 10. And I feel like if, if the opportunity was there, maybe it's like as much as it, as much as it does help to have a center, the defensive ends these days are just way too big and way too fast. And if you don't have a top guy on your edge, you either, you either got to like, 
it's just not it's not gonna work it's not gonna work out for anyone if you don't have either a guy to block the edge or a guy coming off that edge you need you need one or the other these days and the elite athleticism the elite speed it's getting better and better every single year and I don't see the Giants or Jets like there's no way they both pass up on a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau or a guy like Aiden Hutchinson who who've proven that they can do it against top talent I, I see I, I yeah I just I just I they have to go with one of these elite defensive ends if they want to keep up with the, the, all these defenses. When's the last time we've seen the Giants just really hit on a pass rusher? Hasn't been a while. And I feel like this if this is in the draft, then they have to go out and sign someone because they're paying Leonard Williams $27 million, and he doesn't even really go out on the outside. He's really more of an inside guy. He played way better inside last year. If they don't hit on the offensive – the offensive tackle or defensive end. I think it's going to be it, a lot of giant fans are not going to be happy because that's what, that's what you need. That's what they've needed. And you just cleaned house to find guys who could probably do that. And I think Dable was a great hire, but it's, it always starts with the first pick they make. So it's going to be very interesting to see. And I, I like the, I like the uh, throwing the quarterback out there because when he said he believed in Daniel Jones, like I don't know if anyone else believed him because <laughs> he got he got thrown a very similar situation. This isn't his quarterback he drafted, but he also may see the things he saw in Josh Allen when he, he had to really like, – Josh Allen was not the highest regarded rookie. A lot of people were down on him. A lot of people like, oh, he's inaccurate. He's turnover prone. A lot of similar things that Daniel Jones we're seeing right now. I'm not going to give up on the guy, but it's not looking great. This is really – his last year was a, a big prove-it year, and he really didn't do much. The team was just – it was very injured, but it was also just lackluster. It's going to be have to be a huge step if he wants to keep a job in New York. And New York fans, they're, the, they're really – they're brutal when it comes to quarterbacks, and they're brutal when it comes to quarterbacks playing bad. So – I'd like to see what they do, but I mean, do you re- do you really see George? Do you really see Daniel Jones having a future in New York? Or do you? I mean, do they? Do you well, think they have to make a, even make a move for a veteran at some point this year? I mean, uh, you go back to what the ball said, and I do think though they made the right hire in the ball. Uh, once again, as a Cowboy fan, not happy seeing the division. I think they finally got the uh, head coach right. Uh, Do I think it matters for Daniel Jones? I mean, I get what you're saying. There are some similarities between Jones and uh, and Allen. And remember, Giants passed up on Allen. They drafted Barkley instead. Oops. So there are some similarities there, but there are some differences as well. All right. Uh, Jones is just not all that great a quarterback here. He's just not. All right. He's he's got issues there. He doesn't see the rush. The biggest problem with Daniel Jones, uh, he doesn't see the rush from the side. He, uh, He has blinders on. You know, I know the old joke, Fantasy Taz used to always tell us that uh, he needed uh, side view mirrors to see them because he, he couldn't pick it up. And I don't think that I don't think that's anything to do with anyone, but that's him. He's sort of uh, got blinders on, you know, tunnel vision. We just see straight ahead, which sometimes is good because you don't want to see the rush, but you got to feel it. And he doesn't do that either. And he turns the ball over a lot here. Uh, what are we expecting the ball to say? You know, oh, Jones sucks. You know, he's t- I can't believe I got to live with this guy. Of course, he's not going to say that. Of course, you're going to say he believes him. Yeah, of course. There he, it's just once again, he just had no other choice but to say that. 
Uh, do I think he believes in him after this year? No, I think they'll work on it. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot of rumors that Russell Wilson wants to come. Uh, he wants to leave Seattle. And uh, because it's, I think one of the reasons why is because his wife, Ciara, uh, wants to be in a major city. And so we have people who say, oh, go to New York, major city. Giants have a couple of number ones. That's all fine and good. I don't think the Giants are going that direction. I think they're going to live with Jones for this year. I think they're working on the quarterback after it. Do I think they bring in a veteran? Uh, yeah, I can sort of see that. Uh, you know, right now they got Jake Fromm. That didn't work out. Glenn, no, it was, it was just all terrible. Uh, but I don't think it'll be somebody that could compete with Jones. You know, uh, I, I don't see that happening. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is coming to New York to be a backup. You know, I think Mitch is going to get a – Mitch Trubisky was the backup with the Bills under the ball. I think Mitch is going to get a starting job somewhere. You know, I think if he, come, if he were to follow the bowl here, it'd be uh, with the agreement that not only is he uh, going to compete with Jones, but he's the favorite. You know, so I, I just don't know if the Giants are willing to make that move here. I think this is the final evaluation of Jones for the Giants. Right? They're gonna, uh, then after this, they have to make up uh, – they would have to sign into a big, long contract. And no matter what you think, if Jones were to sign a contract, the Giants is going to be for plus $25 million a year, and that's nothing for a quarterback, right? Your good quarterbacks are getting plus $40 million. You're, I guess, um, good to average, you're getting plus $30. All right? so they, and then no one's going to sign up to that. So the Giants are going to have to move on from this year no matter what, unless Jones is great. And let's face it, even if you think Jones can be that player, the offensive line – I don't care. I'm, they're not taking two uh, offensive linemen at uh, five and seven. That's not going to happen. I expect they're taking one lineman and one, uh, one pass rusher. That line's still going to have issues. I don't know what Barkley can do. He's not the player he once was. Too many injuries. Galladay was a bust last year. Kadarius Tony can't stay on the field. You don't have a tight end uh, right now to speak of here. This offense has a lot to worry about. It's not just Jones. It's really all across the board that they have lots to worry about. And once again, that may not be fair to Jones, but that's the way it is. I just don't see him having a big year. I do expect the Giants to have a new signal caller, or at the very least, someone who's truly going to compete with Jones for the starting job next season. Switching gears to the Jets, um, you know, Drake London is a guy out of USC that a lot of people have uh, looked at as someone that, you know, could be a difference maker for Zach Wilson. And, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 do think the Jets need to concentrate in a lot of different areas. But one of the things people have talked about is that he doesn't have a big target. And this kid is 6'5", and he's, you know, he's capable of making, you know, contested catches down the field. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a perfect vertical target, somebody that Zach Wilson could really use in the Jets' passing game. Uh, do you think he could be a target for the Jets, or do you think they're going to go offensive line uh, and defensive line and with their two picks in the first round. I mean, we heard uh, Soleil come out uh, either yesterday, might have been Tuesday, and say, uh, you know, we can help Zach in many different ways, and that includes on defense. You know, that was his way of saying, uh, not trying to give everything away uh, about where they're going here. I don't think they're taking Hamilton. I mentioned that earlier. I think anything else is up for grabs. You know, if I'm a Jets at number four, assuming they stay at four, there's always a chance they trade down here. But assuming they stay at four, I think Jack already said it. They, they, would, listen, they would love for Hutchinson to fall there. Love it. They would, they would do backflips. That's not going to happen. All right? I, at least I'd be very surprised if he falls to four. But they're, they're, not, they're in a fine spot after that. I do expect the Iquano to be the first pick overall. All right? So that takes care of the top offensive tackle. Hudson probably two to the Detroit. And then Houston, what do they do with three? Well, even if they take the next best offensive tackle, Evan Neal out of Alabama, and the Jets get Thibodeau. All right, you get your top pass rusher, and that will help the Jets. They need someone to get after the quarterback. 
He said he's, he could be a difference maker there. And let's just say uh, the Jets are like, uh, all right, Houston takes uh, Thibodeau. Well, then you get Evan Neal, another uh, tackle to help protect Zach Wilson. All right, outside, I think there's always a couple of things that are important for a quarterback, a young quarterback, a rookie. When it's essentially, I know he's second year, but he's essentially still a rookie. All right, you need that big play wide receiver. Jets don't have that, but you got Kadarius Tony. You know, it's it's not barren there. I always believe they use a really good tight end because he's that big player near the line of scrimmage, sort of that safety blanket. When you you know you're in, you get all nervous, throw the ball to the tight end. He's close to the line of scrimmage, big target, get him the ball. Running back's always nice because you this way you're in second and six, not second and eight, second and nine. Yeah, but Jets not, probably not going to have that this year unless they pick up somebody better than I think at free agency. I don't think they'll draft one, not in the first couple of rounds anyway. And then it's, of course, the offensive line. If you can give him the the extra half second, the extra second to throw the ball, that's good. That's why I'm not against – I know they took Beckton. I'm not against the Jets going to get uh, – if Neil falls to them at four. And I do think it would be falling to them at four. I think Houston is going to take him. I think Kike is right. But if they don't, if they go for the pass rusher instead, I'm off for Neil. I know it's tough to sell an offensive lineman – you know, as your first round pick, you could sell a wide receiver, a quarterback, a running back, a pass rusher, even a cornerback. It's tough to sell the big uglies, but they're how you win football games. They're just how you win football games. And I know the Jets have worked on their offensive line, right? They did draft uh, Beckman. Uh, you did sign George Fant last year. You made other signings with Connor McGovern, uh, but it's still, you need more help there. And like I said, I am not against, uh, I'm the Cowboy fan. When did the Cowboys get good again? When they started paying attention to the offensive line, when Jerry Jones stopped trying to make splash hires, right? Splash draft picks, get the big uglies there, protect your quarterback, open up those holes for the running back here. So I don't think the Jets are going Hamilton. I don't agree with uh, Kuiper there. I think they're going for the top offensive lineman or the top defensive lineman. So I think it's either going to be Neil or Thibodeau for the Jets. I mean, with the way that the, like the way they made progressions last year and actually looked like a team that could play football at times, it started with the old line. It started with drafting guys like Vera Tucker and Becton. And the run game, it looked good. Michael Carter looked like a really good draft pick for where they got him. And, I mean, if they can add on to that, and they, Elijah Moore, another guy, good draft pick, looks like he can be a stud. Corey Davis, he was hurt, but when he was healthy, he looked good. You maybe could add one weapon onto that, but I really don't think they need to focus on weapons in this draft. There are going to be guys later that can still produce. There's guys every year that come out of the third, fourth round and they're studs. These first two rounds had to be focused on the trenches. They, they don't really have, like Quinn and Williams, he showed he, they have a lot of guys that have shown flashes in the trenches. Made a lot of first round picks in the, in the offensive line and defensive line, but hasn't gelled together yet. Salah looks like he's a guy who could gel it together. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade that second pick and maybe trade down, try to get like a first round this year, maybe a second round next year. But I, I don't like if they can get two guys in with those top 10, both the Giants and the Jets, if they get two guys that they can call starters for the next five, six years at least, it's a successful draft. It, They've been looking for guys to just be, oh, the next superstar, the next superstar, the next superstar. The Giants and Jets haven't even been able to, especially the Giants, have not even been able to found the next just reliable tackle. Andrew Thomas at first looked horrendous, but then finally it looks like he could play football towards the end of last year. You just got to find, it's more common to find a reliable starter than a superstar, especially when you're one of these teams. And they have to be focusing on that. 
can this guy actually like play football? And is he going to go in? And is he going to get bullied by the, these defensive linemen? Or is he going to compete? And if they're going to end up with a guy like Evan Neal, he's going to compete. He's an Alabama guy. He's going up against D1 linemen. He's going up against top first-round draft picks every single day. You, go up, you get a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, same thing. He's playing in Oregon. He's playing against the top competition. You know this guy can play. So when you, when you, if you end up with one of those guys, it's, it's not going to be a hard sell. Even if it's a Evan Neal, the offensive tackle, it's not, yeah, it's it, no one, not too many people get excited, but when it's, a, it's an Alabama O-lineman, like it's a little, it's a little easier. It's a little easier going down when it's like, all right, this guy, Saban recruited this guy. He's obviously got to be good. And he's also played fantastic this year. Not, not only is he just an Alabama tackle, he, watching the college football playoff, this guy was taking care of some of the best defensive ends of football. But then you got a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. If he somehow falls, I don't see how either team can, like, even if Evan Neal, even if Kayvon Thibodeau's on the board, I don't see how you can't, how you don't take him. The man was dominating every single guy that he lined up across against. Every single one. The, the Michigan defense, they were not that good just because of that, how, like, how many guys they have. They were so good because they had maybe the best player in college football last year. Aiden Hutchinson, he looks like the real deal. And I sh- I'd be shocked if he falls out of the top three. But if he does, both teams have to be all over it. As important as the O-line is, D-line, every single year it seems like we're getting a generational D-line. Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa before that. It's every single year we're getting a, 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 a now Micah Parsons. We're getting – whoever finds that next D-end in this draft, they're going to – it's going to be – that's the guy we, we talk about all year. That's going to be the guy we talk about in the future. No one's like yeah. – people get excited, but who's, who's talking about Panay Sewell? He had a good year. He wasn't, he, he wasn't bad. He wasn't outstanding. He had a really good year. But who's talking about him? He's, yeah, he's on the Lions, but he was a generational offensive tackle. No one's really – everyone's talking about Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons, look, he, he's a guy who can play almost every position on defense. He's running with everyone, and he's dominating. I mean, he's, we've never seen a guy, a rookie – come out and be this good since like Lawrence Taylor on the defensive side of, of the ball, especially on the D line. It's, it's unheard of. And if you can get that production right away, teams are just, I feel like every single year we're going to be seeing more and more defense, defensive ends go in the top five. Now, my question for you guys is how early are you willing to draft the tight end? If you're the New York giants, you just drafted Evan Ingram. That's not that long. It's not, it's not early. It's not, it's not just happening. It's not like, oh, you can't, you just wasted back to back. Like they're not going to spend a first round pick on one. There's really no first round for, for sure tight ends anyway. The Alabama tight end is pretty good, but you don't spend a first round pick on him unless you really need one. Uh, second, are you willing to go second round on a tight end? If you find a guy, you found a guy you like. What do you say, George? Because I, I, you did mention it. I, 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 that was something I wanted to touch on because, I mean, Evan Ingram, he's, he might be one of the biggest busts in, like, in recent memory, especially at the tight end position. 
so many people had a lot of high hopes for this guy. And he just really didn't turn into like he he's can't block whatsoever. He was supposed to be a vertical threat. The guy can't catch the ball. What are you supposed to do with that? Well, you can't let one uh, – I don't know if I'm going to call Ingram a bust. He just hasn't been the player they thought he was going to be. Uh, he's been very average, and I always find it uh, interesting when you have a receiver who, you know, can't catch the ball. Uh, just weird. Uh, so you can't let that, I guess, make you gun shy, right? You can't also, oh, I'm not going to take a tight end now. Now, that being said, both teams have a lot of issues here. Do I see the one taking a tight end in the second round? No, I don't. I don't know if I see him taking a, a tight end to a third day, which would be, the, you know, he took a fourth round and beyond here. That being said, I am a BPA guy. If the, This is a strong tight end draft, but not top heavy. There's no Kyle Pitts here. There's no O.J. Howard from years back where he was going to be the next Hall of Famer. You know, give me a yellow jacket before uh, the season even started. Uh, there's nobody like that, but it's, it's considered to be a strong tight end draft. And if there is somebody available when you're going second round, Okay, I'm fine with it. But do I think it's a tight end, that's a top 40 pick, which is where they're picking? No, I don't. So I think the, I think the best you're looking at is the third-round pick, and I don't think that's happening as well. You know, once again, the Giants and Jets, they are where they are for multiple reasons. They're not good teams. They have a lot of needs. I think the tight end, I don't want to say it's a luxury, because I do think it's important for Wilson. You know, Daniel Jones somewhat as well. But you, have, you likely have other areas where players are going to be available that you're going to want to fill those needs first. Right? You are. Uh, there are very few teams you think about in the NFL that have good tight ends. Just it's, it's, it's a it's a position where most teams need. All right, so you know where you got to worry about your lines. You're gonna worry about your linebackers, your cornerbacks, safeties, stuff like that. Tight end is right, pretty much right there with running back. You wait on it till the uh, you know middle rounds here and hope you hit on somebody. So I don't think either team's taking a tight end until you know day three, uh, fourth round and beyond. I don't. Uh, I could be wrong. There could obviously there could be somebody that stands out. Oh my God, this guy fell. No one touched him, and it's round three. I don't. I would be shocked if either one takes a tight end as a top forty pick. Could they trade down from the second round? Sure, that could happen. You know, it's even a chance. Listen, they trade in the, the down in the first round and they get multiple picks. And they use one of those extra picks on a tight end later. I think that's actually a smart move. Probably more for the Jets than the Giants because I think the Giants in that division, the NFC East. Let's face it, the Eagles are eh, they're average football team. Dallas is not going to be the same team this year. They're going to have a lot of uh, you know uh, free agent defections and salary cap uh, issues. They're going to have there. The Giants could be right there with a couple of uh, good player additions here. If they were to hit on both their first-round picks here and Daniel Jones can make some strides here, they could be right there with the Cowboys and Eagles. So I don't think the Giants are going to take a project here. Uh, but the Jets, I think, could be a team. Once again, they realize they're not competing with the Bills next year. They're not going to compete uh, with the Patriots. Probably not anyway. Maybe not even the Dolphins. So they're looking more two, three years down the line here. So I can see that happening here as well. Uh, but like I said, for my money, guys, if I was the I do work for a gambling network. If I'm betting on when the Giants or Jets are taking a tight end, day three. You know, I, I I agree with George. You know, tight end is always a position I think is really important to a young quarterback. But you know, given the fact that there, as George said, there's no you know there's no Kyle Pitts. You know, you know Josh Weil is 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 pretty solid out of Cincinnati. You got Sam Laporta out of Iowa, Cole Turner out of Nevada. None of these guys are, are, are tight ends that jump out at you where you need to take them before anybody else gets them, number one. Number two, you know, there's going to be veteran tight ends that are going to be available to, as well. You know, a guy like Hayden Hurst could be, you know, I love Hayden Hurst. He's a Falcon. I want him to stay there, but he's a guy that could be cut and signed by a team. Uh, and maybe a veteran tight end, the guy who's been around a little bit, is a better fit for Zach Wilson anyway. 
Um, Kyle Rudolph just got released. He's going to, he's going to be looking for a job. He's another guy, uh, Notre Dame guy who I absolutely love. I mean, he was okay. Uh, he didn't really get much of an opportunity with the giants last year, but I, I think it's a position. Um, I agree with, uh, George that, uh, you know, you're probably not going to take him, uh, you know, in those first, first, you know, those first two rounds, you probably wait to fill it later on, but maybe a veteran tight end would be better uh, for the Jets, Jack. I definitely find Hayden Hurst to be very interesting for them. I don't see, as much as I liked Hayden Hurst, I don't see him come back to the Falcons, but he does fit what the Jets would need at tight end. Good set of hands, but also a guy who could take the top off, a guy who can run. I feel like he'd be good for a guy like Zach Wilson who can rip the ball. But I feel like, I mean, the main thing I'm getting from this whole discussion is also like this offseason is going to be very draft-based for New York. Last offseason, there was a lot of hype surrounding the draft, but it was a lot of hype surrounding free agency with all the signings that were made. The Jets made a lot of pickups on defense, and we didn't even really get to see And Carl Lawson got hurt. You really get to see, he's going to be a big prove it kind of guy. It's, it's going to be like, oh, did we waste money on you? Or are you really that good of a player? He is a very solid player, but he's coming off a very serious injury. This year's I complete flip of the switch. Every they spent all their a lot of money last year. This is going to be oh big like who are we drafting two top two top ten picks both sides. It's not going to be oh who are we sign who are we signing. I think there's going to be maybe a medium splash. Like, oh, that's a really good signing from, from like, the Jets. They got a, they got a lot of money, a $48 million. They could They could sneak in a weapon, maybe a guy like Maury Cooper. If they don't – if he hits the open market, they can go and get him. But it's going to be a very draft-heavy offseason. I love that because I love the draft. The draft gets better every year. And – to see these guys, these top tier guys, I mean, both of them are getting a two or three of these, like two or three first round graded guys that can make be huge difference makers. That's why you have to hit on these early picks. A lot of these guys, like guys like people don't realize that a rookie these days can come out and be one of the best players in the league. No one believed that Jamar Chase was just going to come in and be a top five receiver, but he did that. He did it week in and week out. Justin Jefferson did the same thing. Receiver, there may there might not be that receiver this year, but I feel like there's that kind of DNs this year, that kind of those kinds of, of tackles this year. And the corners are vest also very good. I'm very excited to see how it all turns out. It's been great coming back on with you guys. Great having the Gotham Sports Machine back. Thanks for coming on, George. It's been great having you. Always my pleasure, guys. Thanks, George. Have a good one, buddy. You too.